0: What's up everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today to go ahead and preview the championship weekend that is about to take place in the NFL. I am ecstatic. Not only are the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC championship game, but I am now going. A special gift was given to me today. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, this weekend is going to be electric. The atmosphere here in Kansas City is already at that level. And it's going to raise to another – it might not mean raising it. It's just going to burst through the roof because, ladies and gentlemen, we are fucking in the AFC Championship. Chiefs Kingdom is there playing the Tennessee Titans. The 49ers are playing the Packers. If the Packers and the Chiefs win, repeat of Super Bowl I, 100th year of the NFL, who would have fucking thought that it all comes down to where it all started for the Super Bowl? What an electric year. What an a- – season. Trice, how are you feeling in this moment? Your team, you don't have a team in it, but still, like, we're at this point in the season, and our podcast is at this point. Where are you, and how are you? You're literally right back. Your team sucks, but hey,
1: my team's still in it, and so I'm excited. I didn't uh,
0: say that, but if the shoe fits, flaunt it.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, I'm super excited for the games. Uh, honestly, I'm even more excited for the following day, Monday. Getting on a flight first thing in the morning, 5 a.m. flight, heading to Mobile. Gonna have a whole week at the Senior Bowl. You and I get to meet each other for the first time ever. It's gonna be a special moment. We'll pro, I'll probably Instagram live it from our account just because why the fuck not? And um, it's gonna it's gonna be nice. Um, I'm gonna re- realize how tall and you are because you're what six four, and I'm maybe 510, 511. <laughs> so, uh it's going to be a little bit of an awkward. going to be day. like, "Where's Treese?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was
1: here." Exactly, right? Um but no, dude, when you told me that you were going, I was super happy for you. Uh actually the first question I was going to ask cuz we I've never asked you this. What is the Chiefs record in games you've gone to at Arrowhead?
0: Oh man. Uh Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. Yikes! I think I've been, I've so I've been to several games. I didn't go to my first one until like my first year of college. Uh, I paid for me and a couple of my buddies to go for my birthday. It was kind of like, hey, come with. It's gonna be awesome. Won that game. Then we went to the Browns game. one of Johnny Manziel's last game. He tried to leave a game winning drive. They'd used their time, all their timeouts like in the third quarter. So when it came time to the end of them needing one because he had a good throw down the field, this was Marcus Peters' rookie season as well. Um, they ran out of time. He throws his helmet on the field, screams the word, like screams the F word right into the camera. People are pissed. We're excited. So that was another win. And after that, the next year I went to a Chiefs game with my girlfriend. They played the Buccaneers. I think they lost that game. I don't remember because we were belligerently drunk. And It was so bright and we were so drunk that we couldn't see like it hurt with just the way the Sun was coming in So I don't remember a majority of that game uh, after that it's just wins. this year though this season the only loss I've seen at Arrowhead is Against the Colts that uh Sunday night game. That's been the only game. I've seen them lose um, That I can honestly remember other than that. They've all been wins Yeah nice. Cool. So I think I'm one or, one or two losses on the record of the amount of times that I've been there. So rolling in pretty good. But AFC opponents, AFC South opponents, not looking so hot. That's what kind of worries me about this game. Let's actually just no, – I'll, I'll, I'll save that. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save my spiel. i got a couple things clicking on my head that I want to announce. Hopefully I say it in a smooth order and we can post it tomorrow on the social. But other than that. Let's go ahead and hit around the laces. Or did you have any other questions you want to ask me here before no. I cut you off? No, you mentioned it. mobile. Um, let's dap up. Let's like let's do the hand, like let's dap and then hug when we meet. Because if we don't set that in stone now, I'm gonna fuck up the handshake. And you I'm gonna will. look like a bitch because that's I, what I do. I fuck up handshakes. I don't know if we're dabbing or if we're shaking hands. Dude, so I'm gonna yeah, and dude, hug.
1: It's, it's dab and hug, dude. Always. Okay. It's just that and that. It's gonna be there we go. You know? Uh, you'll the, disappear in the, the hug. Yeah, I we'll will. Know you're,
0: I'll know you're there.
1: Yeah, you'll, you'll know. You'll know. You'll feel <laughs> that. That sounded
0: super creepy. I felt awkward saying that.
1: That's but. all right. <laughs> <laughs> but at
0: all righty, so that'll pretty much be that. Uh, Mobile, like Tree said, exciting Monday. This is taking place Monday night. I don't get in until like 6. So we might be meeting at dinner time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Ooh. Uh, ooh, that'll be a good time as well. I mean, I'm always up for some dinner uh so just for everybody like we are bringing our podcast stuff so the the ideal situation is we podcast while we're there but there might be a situation where we don't and we just take all of our notes and everything and then the following week it's just jam-packed but we will be sure to be posting stuff on social media a lot of videos a lot of content there we could be just doing small clips of us talking on Twitter or on Instagram and not a full podcast. We haven't really decided yet, so uh, bear with us. If you follow us on show, social media, we'll let you know if we're actually going to podcast or not. And so you're not just sitting there wondering if it's actually going to happen or not. Because I know every one of you is very concerned when a podcast from us doesn't post. I understand that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just where <laughs> cast podcast at that's new. Um, it's gaining followers, gaining more and more listeners with each episode. Where are they at? consistency is key the best ability is availability and if we're not providing that we're not practicing what we're preaching and we can't expect you to keep listening if we're not doing what we say needs to happen so we're gonna do our best we're gonna enjoy mobile Uh, we might sound a little nasally if we do record because we're probably gonna be hung over and that's just what happens and we're gonna enjoy the hell out of it Uh, we're about that point where Jasmine's probably done listening so thank you for listening to this aspect hope you're doing well once again, happy birthday to Miles. Enjoy your weekend and your week. Jasmine, can't wait to to have Therese talk about you all week to where I got to be to the point like, dude, we get it. You got a great wife and a great child. <laughs> let me focus on my miserable life right here. Okay. (laughs) As I see your girlfriend hanging up on the wall,
1: a nice little picture of you, your girlfriend and your dog.
0: (laughs) All right. Make me feel bad. Now I was kidding. Life's great. Wonderful. Happy, happy life. Happy me. Let's get into around the laces here. Uh, before we actually do that, we had our order mixed up another round of tree civia. We're at this point in the year where we are getting back to tree civia. We had a very, one last year last episode with the amount of completion percentage the top 10 guys drew Brees leading that of course Being followed in with an Aaron Rodgers and a Phillip Rivers Surprisingly uh, a lot of big names are in that group. So pretty cool to learn that with tree stevia. So Trice, What do you got for us today, man?
1: Which running back wide receiver duo in 2019 had the most combined yards from scrimmage Most running back wide
0: receiver duo with the most yards from scrimmage. So this also counts as like running backs receiving the ball?
1: Correct. We're strictly
0: rushing yards and then receiving yards.
1: Total scrimmage yards.
0: Is it going to be the Tennessee Titans?
1: Who would you think it was on the Tennessee Titans?
0: Well, of course, Derrick Henry and then A.J. Brown. No. You are not right. Am I right on
1: the team? No. Oh, then why did you lead me into that? Because I just want to know who you would think it was. I just want to make sure we are clear here. Okay. I mean, I um, know you're a huge so Corey Davis go. fan. Huh? I said, I know you're a huge Corey Davis fan, so I just want oh, to. Oh, dude. I mean, it's ex-
0: like fantastic player until Sunday. Um. Okay. Are they in the playoffs? No. Okay. Is it going to be the Panthers with McCaffrey and like DJ Moore?
1: That's exactly who it is. Hey, look at that. That's impressive. Okay. What about how many yards do you think they had?
0: Okay. Well, McCaffrey had at least two. So just a little over 3,000, like 3,200. More. More. Thirty-five
1: hundred more. Thirty-seven hundred. Thirty-six hundred and seven. What? Yeah. So McCaffrey yeah. had over two thousand. Yep.
0: How much did DJ Moore have? Did he have that big of a year?
1: He had over a thousand yards, and then you got to you got to talk about um, return yards and. You got to talk about rushing yards for more as well. Wow. So, so in the lat, so I looked at the last decade at each combination that led. That was the second highest in the two thousand tens. The only combo that was higher was two thousand fourteen, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, who was just under four thousand. They are at thirty nine. 126 wow like this is more than 2017 Steelers Bell and Brown and that those two were fantastic in 2017 Mm -hmm. and this McCaffrey more, and I obviously yes McCaffrey had over 2,000 yards like so yes it's going to be easier to get it but still crazy to me
0: Absolutely and speaking of a B and Christian McCaffrey, uh, we'll go ahead and get into around the laces here Christian McCaffrey sitting out the Pro Bowl you, I guess you can kind of understand that he had a tough season first player to do thousand receiving thousand rushing uh, phenomenal year f- Deciding to sit out the Pro Bowl another guy will come in and replace that uh, And then Antonio Brown drew Rosenhall decides to just go ahead and drop Antonio Brown as his um what would you say a client uh yep. being dropped by an agent is a big deal and i think a huge part of it is probably the video live video that he came out with on his instagram story trees have you seen this with him yelling at the police officers and everything and that whole situation with the lady uh car being stolen and her evicted yelling uh, racial slurs at the cops saying you know, just accusing them of things, saying they aren't doing anything, is just a bad look altogether. And I'm surprised he hasn't been dropped by Drew sooner than now. Honestly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And actually, I think it's kind of like, a, hey, we're dropping you for now until you go and get treatment. And once you get out of treatment, like we can we can talk about getting back together. So I don't think it's like a for sure like never again type uh, well, the- situation. The weird part about like watching
0: that was seeing or like hearing his mind just jump to different things Just couldn't focus on like one person or one thing or listen it was always just an attacking point of view On, you're not helping me, you're not doing this. If it was the other way around, da 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 da, I mean, just sitting here yelling, yelling at these officers who are trying to help him or at least trying to understand the situation at hand. And he's just making things worse. And then in the middle of that, he turns around and he's bragging about his house and his cars. And then after the live story, he's posting on his Instagram story the keys and the eviction letter. And it's just like, dude, like, Just shut up and listen and try and like help yourself. And I think another huge part of this is Who he surrounds himself with it really sounds like the people around him just egg him on like they encourage This type of reaction and or this these actions or this mindset or this motive, whatever you want to call it It seems like it's being like promoted. You know what I mean? They're they're loving this or agitating it on for him. And so he feels cool that way and dude It's just not you look really bad And your agent, the person whose job is to literally help you, has decided to stop unless you get help. And it really just seems like you don't want help, that you think everything's fine. And man, it's look ridiculous.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you said literally everything I would have said. So um, that's all I got on this. I mean, we've, we've said this multiple times, and I think a lot of other podcasts and people say it. Let's not give baby any more attention. Like that's kind of what it is, <clears throat> but you know, it's new. So we wanted to talk about that. Um, other things, uh, we t- last episode yesterday. We talked about John DeFilippo, uh, getting fired as the OC for the Jags. He got hired today as the bears quarterback coach for me. Love it. One know why he is very good friends with Nick Foles. Nick Foles needs to get out of Jacksonville. Hey, the bears, They have a quarterback issue, so, and they also don't have any draft picks. So how about we give you Nick Foles plus some draft picks? You guys take on that contract for a year, and then you guys can release him and deal with that issue. I know you guys don't have a ton of cap space either, but you want to know what? Hey, it might work out great for you guys. I don't think Nick Foles is any worse than Mitchell Trubisky.
0: That's a very good point, and Jim Nagy there as well. Who was with Foles in Kansas City? That's another one of those dots you can. Intrigued. If you're the Jaguars and that trade offer is proposed to you, what picks are you comfortable with getting rid of along with a Nick Foles who you just paid 22 million dollars a year to?
1: Uh, to get that, if they say I would, will, we'll take on the full contract. I'll. I, it's a steep price, absolutely is, but I'll give them the second round pick.
0: And that's that's
1: the only pick. I mean, that's a hell of a pick. That's a top. 40 pick so yes yeah second round pick or if they wanted a you know multiple picks and i would talk third rounders fourth rounders so on and so forth um to make something else happen but it wouldn't include a second round pick so and i think they, they would rather just have another second round pick
0: very good point very good point um i think i mean let's go ahead and go to one of our bears correspondents Taylor Schulte, new fan of the team. Uh, what's your reaction and your thought process on this? Would you accept the trade? Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Maybe you think that's a bad deal, or you have something to counter with. Let's hear about it, man. Yep. Absolutely. Next. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Nope. it's you. I was <laughs> gonna move on to the next topic. You sound like you still got something to say on this one.
1: Nope. I was actually moving on to the next one. Um. Obj. We talked about it a lot yesterday. Um, Yes, we didn't think that the money thing was like, the money situation isn't big. It was, why does he have to be the center of attention that was a bad thing? And now look what's happening. Uh, There is a little file for uh, an arrest under his name right now.
0: Yep, there is a warrant out for his arrest for what I think was phrased as a simple assault. Is that what it was? To to an on-duty police officer Simple battery simple battery. Okay, that's better. Okay simple battery for smacking the uh, The ass of a police officer in the locker room who was yelling at a player for Either smoking a cigar or having something within the locker room that he shouldn't have had or was underage for um, Kind of one of those things where you're really not under sure you're not really sure why he's getting in trouble but you're also kind of in a spot where like dude, just leave him alone. They're celebrating something. Let him have this moment Don't try and get in the middle of it, but you say that to an officer and then you have OBJ scream In the background and then smacks an officer on the butt. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear an apology on that on his actions and everything I think the more that you pointed it out yesterday Treese on how OBJ made that about him or he, like he tried to take the attention and the spotlight is like damn He kind of did but I think a lot of people are also trying to make it look that way as well I mean, it's OBJ like you're gonna recognize him. You're gonna see who he is I think a key part of it is just him necessarily wanting to kind of be involved with him Like he's wanting the players to know like hey, I played here like I was a part of this This is awesome. This hasn't been here in a while what you guys are doing is special and I want to celebrate this with you but in turn he did it in a way where everyone else is going to view him over the players because it's Odo Beckham Jr. the best receiver one of the best receivers in the league electrifying player big in the media I mean everyone knows who he is right so when you take when you go in that moment to join those student athletes on winning this you're going to take the spotlight whether you mean to or not I mean it's just what's going to happen and I think that's exactly what did happen and then you throw alcohol on top of a police officer on the butt, probably not going to turn out too well for you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, my counter-argument to that is Jarvis Landry was there. Hell, Ezekiel Elliott was there. But they didn't make a scene. Yeah. And it, and if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't make a scene, it's... Uh,
0: well, I we mean, probably just haven't heard anything. Ezekiel Elliott probably wasn't drinking. Because if he was, someone's probably getting punched in the face. Maybe. I mean, those stories that have been following him from high school through college to the NFL. Like, if he's got alcohol in his system, someone's probably getting punched, pushed, or a physical encounter is happening. And that's like, that's not even me being, like joking or like, that's just me being serious.
1: No, absolutely. All right. Uh, enough about OBJ now. Uh, <laughs> next one. Speaking of Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott, Kellen Moore. He uh, got the news today that he will stay the offensive coordinator. And that I think is awesome for the Cowboys. I think having a second year with him, he grew a lot this year. He had some really great game plans, and he had some not so great. Uh, but I mean, that's what else do you expect from like a thirty-year-old offensive coordinator first time playing calling plays? Uh, so I think it's great for him, and I think it's great for Dak Prescott.
0: I completely agree. Another person I think it's great for is Mike McCarthy. Like that's a huge step for him to hand off the play calling abilities to someone else because that was kind of a knock on him and green Bay is you are taking so much of a role Here um, in the head coaching aspect is starting to build and pile on and those responsibilities that you are lacking in one area Right. You're putting too much food on your plate And you're eating one side more than you are the other and by the time you get to it You're already full and you can't eat all of it. Same thing with play calling. I mean You spend so much time as a head coach focusing on other things, overseeing things, paying attention to the game aspect at every level that sometimes when it comes to the play calling, that's a hard thing to manage. And then when you have Aaron Rodgers who isn't happy with things and wanting to change it, it makes it even more difficult. So good for him to come into Dallas and go, hey, this is one less thing I have to worry about. Let me just focus on being a coach and making sure things are right and we're managing the clock correctly and our timeouts and everything in between that we as the general public, don't understand that they do. Allow me focus on that and grow from there with Kellen Moore, your offensive coordinator, and your offense, which is young and very talented.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to another Pro Bowl news. Uh, your guy that you talked up a lot this year, Cortland Sutton, he is now in, while DeAndre Hopkins, who obviously was beat up a lot during that uh, game against the Chiefs, is now out.
0: Yep. Uh, he dealt the rib injury. It looked like I don't know if he took a shot or if it was the way he fell in one of the plays. But he's dealing definitely dealing with the rib injuries through the, uh, the second half of that game. And it played a huge toll on him and what he was able to do. And you mainly notice that when he came in the second half and he catches a ball in the middle and instead of trying to run through defenders, he sees he like he catches the ball, turns around, picks his head up and goes, yeah, I'm not about to do this. And then just kind of drops to the ground. And then a couple plays later, he's just avoiding physicality by running out, running down the sideline or running out of bounds, excuse me, near the sideline. And that's when you kind of notice, like, hey, he's not feeling well. And the Chiefs kind of teed off on that as well. Uh, but Cortland Sutton coming in, a guy who I've been saying uh, has the true ability to be number one receiver in Denver over Sanders. Um, Sanders, and that's exactly what he did. Is Emmanuel Sanders gets traded to the 49ers. That's still working out for him and the Broncos, honestly, with draft picks that they can take advantage of this year as well. Um, it's going to be cool to see what he can do in the Pro Bowl. I think Kim and Drew Locke have a good future together, especially with Noah Fant and then Philip Lindsay at running back. Like that's a pretty good core for that offense. That's very young and can grow together. You just kind of hope they don't run into contract issues like we're seeing with the Cowboys right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, this is something I just put on our rundown. So it's going to be very uh, organic here, which I think is going to make it more fun. So, let's do this. Every team's MVP player. So, I'm going to just start running down some teams, and I'm just going to have you name some guys. Off the top of your head. New England Patriots.
0: New England Patriots. MVP. Oh, my God. Uh, Stephen Gilmore.
1: Agreed. New York Jets.
0: Sam Darnold.
1: Okay, I was thinking Jamal Adams, but okay, I can see the Sam Darnold one. Okay, um, Buffalo Bills.
0: Oh, um, Josh Allen. He improved so much this year.
1: Okay, I got to go with Tredavious White just because he's an all-pro guy.
0: Yep, absolutely. I, just, That's real- I just realized
1: I went three DBs in a row, but okay. <laughs> um, Miami Dolphins.
0: Uh, Devontae Parker, dude, lit it up. A guy that some people were talking about potentially getting traded at the deadline, uh, quietly had the best year of his career and got paid because of it.
1: Yep. I agree. Uh, can I just skip over the Ravens? Okay, cool. Uh, the Bengals,
0: the Bengals, uh, Joe Mixon.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had a really rough year at the start. Um, but yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, if he doesn't also,
0: have those allegations or not allegations, if he doesn't have that assault in college, like on video and on his record, everyone talks about him more.
1: So yeah, he fun fun story because I didn't know you back in this time. He I actually had him ranked above Fournette and Christian McCaffrey in running backs. I he had definitely him, would
0: have gone there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, let's see who else? Browns. Browns. Um, Nick Chubb has to be Nick Chubb. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Ooh, not very much of a bright spot there. Uh, you have to go defense, uh, TJ Watt.
1: Yep. It was hit out of him or Fitz, uh, Magic.
0: Mika Fitzpatrick.
1: But yeah, that's right. I would I,
0: actually take Mika Fitzpatrick. That's who I would take.
1: Okay, yep. And I actually would take TJ Watt, so I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, Indianapolis Colts.
0: Oh man, you, starting of the year, Jacoby Brissett for sure. As the year went on, I mean, it really just kind of came down to. Fuck, oh, I mean, dude, Marlon Mack. I mean,
1: I thought Marlon Mack, but I ended up going with Darius Leonard just because I thought he played fantastic after he got over the injury. But I could easily see Marlon Mack, uh, Houston Texans,
0: Deshaun Watson.
1: Yep, Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Uh, Gardner Minshew, dude, no. Yeah, I would. I'm. I was looking defense like Josh Allen, Yonkin and Gachway. But I mean, Gardner Minshew just came in, and I mean, he just gave that team a spark.
1: Yeah, this one and it's my team, but it was very tough for me because I literally just have the same thought process as you, and I'm like, and Fournette, he had over a thousand rushing yards. He had another like six hundred receiving yards or so. Like I was just like, man, he, I'm six hundred is high. I didn't didn't actually mean that number, but um, I mean, so I might go Fournette just because of stats, but like. Minshew's my guy so probably Minshew uh, uh well, hold on let's hold
0: on there like dj shark had a big year like me but another guy aj bouye um Phil, i went, thought he filled in well after ramsey like i think he did a good enough job on being you know the one corner and kind of really earning the pay that he's been given with ramsey like you saw the impact that he still has
1: oh 100 right and um I mean, quite Campbell. Yeah, like there's a lot of there's actually a lot of options, and maybe mm. it's just because like nobody had the amazing year. Like you have a, like a handful of guys that had really good years, and you just can't decide. Uh, can we? Actually, no, we're not going to do that. Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry. <clears throat> I'm going Ryan Tannehill. They I don't make the do they don't make the playoffs if he's not if he's not playing. I um, disagree with that at all. Uh, Broncos.
0: Broncos, Cortland Sutton.
1: I'm gonna go Justin Simmons at safety.
0: Big I, year. No big one's talking year. about.
1: Nobody's talking about it. Uh, every time I watch them play, I was like, Holy shit, this Justin Simmons kid is good. Um, everywhere, just absolutely everywhere. Uh, agreed. Uh, Your Kansas City Chiefs.
0: This is tough. Um, I mean, you have to go Honey Badger. Like the what he's done to that defense. I mean, you almost say Steve Spagnola. Like the mindset that he's given that team. Like, dude, I'm being serious. though. it's it's so different watching this year's team from last year. It's just dude, strictly defense. Dude, I hate how
1: much we're alike. I literally was gonna say that. You spray Nola? Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Damn it. Um. Okay. Uh. Oakland Raiders.
0: Mm. Oakland Raiders. Josh Jacobs.
1: Yep. Me as well. I I considered uh, the Max Williams kid as well. Yeah. Yeah. Really- rookie year but uh, I think Josh Jacobs I mean you got a 1000-yard rookie running back got to go with him. Uh, almost at it. Los Angeles Chargers. Almost <laughs> at the other other city.
0: <clears throat> uh for Los Angeles Chargers, um Joey Bosa?
1: It's Joey Bosa for sure. Okay. Moving to the NFC. Cowboys.
0: Dak. A Phenomenal year for him. He's yeah. pay the man.
1: Yep. Uh, I really was considering Zeke, too, especially at the end of the year. Like, when they needed him, he was really, you know, doing what he needed to do. But overall, I'd say Dak as well. Uh, New York Giants.
0: <clears throat> oh, uh, Golden Tate. I mean, the, when he was playing, like, he brought a difference to that offense outside of Saquon Barkley. I mean, Daniels, you know, rookie season did good, but... You're looking at one guy that when he played, you saw a difference in the team. That's who I'm going with.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Slayton, the rookie wide receiver. Yeah, that's has a, a year. Where did he go to college at? I mean, now that you're putting me on the spot, I'm going to fail. It was a smaller school, though. Um, I okay. can't remember off the top of my he head. He came right now. in.
0: I didn't realize how big he was either. That was another thing. I didn't know he was over six foot, big guy. Like, yeah. hell of a year, though. I like that pick. Eagles. Carson Wentz.
1: It is Carson. I mean,
0: you give that guy some receivers and a defense, a secondary on that defense. Look the fuck out, dude.
1: Exactly. I'm gonna keep saying it. Over four thousand passing yards with no receiver over five hundred. It's so impressive. Uh, Washington Redskins.
0: Um uh Terry McLaurin. Great year, great rookie season.
1: Yep. I'm with you there. Minnesota Vikings.
0: <laughs> Dalvin cook it's Dalvin great cook. to see him play a year uh, without much injury Hopefully he recovers well from the shoulder injury in the offseason comes back just as strong
1: Green Bay Packers,
0: I Mean mr. Adam Jones or Aaron Rodgers like one er mm-mm. Smith I mean duh, Austin. come on now yeah, the Smith see. phenomenal phenomenal addition to that defense
1: Agreed. Yeah, for me, it was either Zadarius Smith or Aaron Jones. Like, I I think either – I mean, Aaron Jones has, like, 24 touchdowns this yep.
0: And I said Adam Jones. I
1: meant Aaron. I knew what you meant. Um, Detroit Lions? Eh, I don't know, Jim. Oh,
0: shit. <sighs> I don't know. Darius Slay? We'll just throw a fucking name out there.
1: Yeah, I was thinking either Kenny Galladay or uh, Devin Kennard had a pretty good year, so one of those two. Um, let's see, what's the other team? Oh, Chicago Bears, sorry. I was like, what's the other team in that division? <laughs>
0: um, Who had just like a big year? Allen Robinson.
1: Yeah, Allen Robinson. He's the guy. Uh, I mean, we can skip over the Panthers. We all know it's CMC. Uh, I think this one's probably the same answer, but Saints. Michael Thomas. Yep. Okay. Falcons. Matt Ryan. Okay. I like that. Um, I honestly don't know on the Falcons, man. There's like a there's uh, – they're kind of like the Jags where I could name probably like five or six guys. I really liked what Deion Jones was doing, especially at the end of the year. I mean Julio's got to be up there. Yep. I'm going to go Julio, but I could – I mean, you're Matt Ryan. Wins. It is what it is. Um, I agree with it. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Godwin. Yeah. I, I knew you were going to say that, and I'll go Shaquille, uh, Shaquille Barrett. Yep. Very good as well. Uh, led the league in sacks. So there you go. Um, San Francisco 49ers.
0: Man. I mean, you have to go Bosa there, right? But There's just so much. I mean, I don't feel like you could say Jimmy Garoppolo. Nope. Maybe that defense as a
1: whole. Like, they just played so good all year. Yeah. I mean, you could say any of the defensive linemen, honestly. Those
0: are the running back, giving them a running game, like yeah, a totally. true running game.
1: Yep, totally. You could say Richard Sherman. You could yep. say George Kittle. You could say, like you were going to do with the Kansas City's, you know, you could just say Shanahan. You could say, uh, what's their defensive coordinator's name? Why am I
0: Ball do that runs stairs yeah. before every game. I Keep should know because he was a
1: former Jags guy. But, um, okay, Rams. <laughs> Shit. And Solly's his name. I just remembered it. So, sorry to interrupt you there. Um, yeah, Rams. Yikes.
0: There's just, I don't feel like looking at the Rams, I saw like much of their season from anyone outside of like Aaron Donald, of course, but
1: I don't know. It was just a disappointing year for the Rams. It really was, huh? So, I mean, it's tough. I mean, maybe I'm just, it's recency biased, but I'm going to go Tyler Higby. He had a really good final, like, five, six games. And and I know it's not the whole season, but I felt like that offense started, like, becoming back to the Rams offense once he started doing something. Um, This one's probably easy as well. Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Yep. And then Arizona Cardinals.
0: Kyler Murray, dude. Kyler fucking Murray.
1: I'm going to go Chandler Jones just because he also had, like, 19 – sacks and second in the league only half no one talked about him nobody nobody and i think he was only a half a sack behind uh shaquille barrett for the lead i mean but and again it's not the whole year but i would agree with kyler murray not the whole year but dude Kenyon drake i mean gotta consider that um fitzgerald i mean just because of like what he does yeah uh christian kirk had some but he was kind of inconsistent so i wouldn't say him yeah i think it's got to be either chandler jones or um uh, kyler murray yep cool absolutely all right sweet
0: should we dude, get a good little uh spontaneous segment there i like that That's thank pretty you.
1: good thank you very much get the, um, get the
0: mind click in there dude
1: i'm trying trying to you know come up with some shit so I liked it the most because we didn't have to think about it, right? Like it was off the top of our head, which I really liked. Yep. Um, all right. This disappointed me a lot when I was filling down our spreadsheet and I only put in two games. It's really disappointing. Like I'm used to filling out sixteen and then I was like, Okay, it's the playoffs, now there's only eight. Oh, there's four, you know, like whatever and now I'm just like, shit, it's two. And next time it's gonna be one.
0: I mean
1: <clears> throat> throat> oh man, excuse me.
0: I understand you being disappointed, but I just I'm not. I'm I'm ecstatic <laughs> that one of these teams that's in the final four is my beloved Kansas City Chiefs. I know. Um, they they I want to talk to. about that game last. So let's go ahead and do the Packers and the 49ers.
1: Okay. Uh I'll start us off. So go ahead. Uh, As I said last episode, I think this game is a lot closer. I think that the Packers are just playing better football right now than what they – I mean they were playing great football then and everybody kind of considered that game to be close. But I think that the Packers are actually playing just more like tough football now, which is what they need to be doing against the Niners. Um, I'll just say I'm picking the Niners to win this game. I think they go to the Super Bowl. I think the offense just ends up being too much for that Packers defense late in the game. Um, but I think Aaron or Aaron Jones, well, I mean him as well, but I do think Aaron Rodgers keeps them in this game. I think that he goes toe for toe with them, but eventually the Niners just get one stop on defense here and then they get into that like two score lead. And then that defensive line can pin their ears back and just get after him. And I just don't know if that offensive line for the Packers can actually hold up against this defensive line of, the 49ers. Uh, I'm super, super excited to see Devonte Adams, who's finally healthy and running fantastic routes against Richard Sherman. I mean, whoever wins that battle, honestly, I could see that being the swing of the game. If Devonte Adams can't do anything, I don't know if the offense gets as much going for the Packers, but if they get him rolling and getting him open, what? How is the 49ers going to be able to respond? So very excited for uh, that matchup specifically. Uh, Niners-wise, um, let's see. Right. So like last week, it was kind of the Tevin Coleman show. Is it going to be the Coleman show? Does Brita get involved? Uh, does Moser get back on track? Like, who knows? Um, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to slow down George Kittle in this game. I I, I expect a big game out of him. I know that the Vikings really put like a stranglehold on him and double teamed him, triple teamed him sometimes on all the, you know, so they only had, I mean, they only targeted him like three times that game because they just didn't need to because they were just running it down Minnesota's throats. But, uh, I expect a big game from him.
0: Dude, this is going to be a big NFC matchup. I mean, both offenses can be electrifying and both defense, as we know, have been very impressive this year. The Packers doing something this offseason that we're not used to them do and that's go get talent and that's spend money and it's paid off for Them like you can't be an owner or a fan of the Green Bay Packers and go hey We wasted money this offseason by going and getting talent you Bolstered your defense you bolstered your team you moved on from Mike McCarthy after a huge story comes out of him and Aaron Rodgers Just not being not being able to get along like there was a huge change and that front office and that organization, and it's paid off for him. Like it's gone well, and Rogers appears to be very happy. This receiving core has developed. They're not getting yelled at in training camp anymore from Rogers, and they've become a key part on what they've become this season as well. As Rogers can now trust them, he sees their work ethic through the year. We've seen him praise them through the year, and they have a running game as well. And this offensive line is good. Like this Packers team. Has a very good shot of going to the Super Bowl And I know a lot of people go well duh they're in the NFC championship game But I also feel like so many people are so high and certain on the 49ers that the Packers In a way are just getting overlooked this game, which is very weird knowing that they can strike literally at any moment You could say the same thing for the 49ers. I'm excited to see how this game is played schematic wise whose offensive play calling is going to be better between LaFleur and Shanahan. It's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a fun one. This defense for the 49ers, can they get to Aaron Rodgers? Can they keep the pressure there? Can their secondary do enough to trick him or do enough disguises? Does Richard Sherman have a big impact in this game? Does Bosa, does Armstrong, does Buckner? Linebacker wise Fred Warner your star linebacker that you signed in free agency as a 49ers Does he come up and make plays like Quan Alexander? Like what does he bring to this team now that he's back and playing right? What is going to be the difference in this game that we haven't seen so far this year these playoff games? Everyone's watching the big players make the big plays, but there's always that role player that Helps changes the momentum that makes a play makes a hit a catch an interception a run Anything to just get the momentum back to their team's side and then they keep rolling right we saw it last week in the Chiefs game perfect example And rookie kick corner kick returner, excuse me breaks it up the middle momentum changes chiefs going a huge run end up winning the game What how who makes that play in this NFC championship game for either the Packers or the 49ers treese if you have to pick a winner, who are you taking to go in the Super Bowl and represent the NFC?
1: I'm taking the Niners like, I just, am. like, uh, and again, I think it's a good game. I don't think it's a blowout by any means. But, yeah, I got it. I got to stick with what I think is the hottest team in football.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go with the Packers. I just, I okay. think they make enough plays. I like what they've done. I think there's enough age. That, I mean, the 49ers are a pretty young team, correct? I don't think I'm wrong saying that. No. The Packers... There's some age there. There's some wisdom there. There's some leaders on that team. Devontae Adams is healthy. Like He's going to be the difference for the Packers team. And another part is, I also predicted a Super Bowl of the Chiefs and Packers. So, looking pretty good right now on both of those teams potentially making it. Um, Let's get into the AFC matchup. Treese, no, I'm not going first. You're going (laughs) first. All
1: right. Um... I mean, I don't know why, Uh, but all right. So Titans coming to town, Um, going to be crazy this game. Uh, I just think it's, it's like a total, like the strength of the Titans, maybe the weakness of the chiefs, but the strength of the chiefs, maybe the weakness of the Titans. I think that it's going to be very fun to watch. Uh, I really am still concerned that the, chiefs are not going to be able to slow down henry i just am like it's just the feeling that i have and it's more just because nobody else has been able to um and i get you gave a lot of valid reasons last episode so i'm not trying to ignore that it's it's you know how it is you just get gut feeling sometimes and that's just how it goes um everybody's talking about how Tannehill throws for less than 100 yards or around 100 yards i fully expect him to make plays this game and it might be with his legs uh, and it might be uh, one of those games where AJ Brown just goes off. He's, it feels like once every like four or five games, he has one of those games and it's been three or four games since he's had one. It just, it feels like the timing is there, but also you have the chiefs who can put up 24 points in the blink of an eye. I literally went to the bathroom during that last game and came back and the chiefs had scored Twice, in that one minute, so um, they can do whatever they want at times. It feels like, uh, but also you know, like you've been saying, like they've sometimes they struggle against AFC South teams, and I think it's because they kind of try to just keep Mahomes off the field, like, and even if it's not running the ball, it's like, okay, we're only going to throw it six or seven yards. We're going to make it so these are eight, ten, twelve play drives, five, six seven minute drives and just like, Hey, we're cutting this game in half and then we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. So, but at the same time, again, chiefs defense playing very, very well. Uh, sorry. And I haven't seen this Chris Jones playing or not playing.
0: Uh, no reports. He sat out of practice today or was a limited participant. <clears throat> um, so that's a huge factor though, against this running. It game. is. It is
1: my guess is he will not miss this game. I think he knows, hey, I may have dodged a bullet missing last game and I'm not I'm not risking that again. So, uh, I I would have I would expect him, if he was limited today, then I would expect him playing. Um, but again, maybe he did that last week and I just didn't realize. I thought he just didn't practice last week. He didn't. Okay, cool. So, um Honey Badger is gonna be huge in this game. Um, Hitchens is gonna be huge in this game. Like those two guys really stick out to me. I think I said this a couple of times during the season where I'm like, Hitchens feels like a dude that if it's in a passing situation and he's on the field, like I'd be nervous as fuck if I was a Chiefs fan. But like when it's a running play, you're like, yes, this is the guy I want in the game right now because he's gonna be able to lay the hit and find that gap to Stop the play in the backfield, so that's the kind of the way I always see Hitchens, especially this year when I've watched them play. Um, so I think this game is going to be very fun, and I'm super excited. It is the second game of Sunday.
0: This game, the Chiefs and Titans game,
1: or sorry, first, I said second, first <laughs> game, super excited. Okay. It's the first game, so <laughs> the, yeah, sorry, that's what I meant.
0: No, you're good. Um Damn, listening to that, like I, I get chills, and I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but dude, like this is this is reality. Like the Chiefs are back in the AFC playoffs. Like the AFC Championship game. Like this game, this is the new normal for Chiefs fans. This is the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. This is something we've been excited for. This is something we've been waiting for since 2013. The tenure of Alex Smith making it to the playoffs, the disappointing losses against the Colts, the Steelers. The Titans again, I mean there's just so many disappointing Performances within the playoffs and then last year to lose to the Patriots for them to eventually go and win it against the Rams This year is so different though, and I usually try not to do this But this feeling that I have it's as if the Chiefs are already in the Super Bowl And it's not me overlooking the Titans. It's just seeing The difference on where these teams are at and the difference on this Kansas City Chiefs team from where they were Early in the year when they played earlier in the year Patrick Mahomes was coming off an injury. Eric Fisher did not play the defense was still trying to figure out its personnel situations. What linebacker is playing here? Do we have Ben Neiman in at this time? Do we have Reggie Raglan in at this time or do we have Anthony Hitchens in here? Where are we at on this team? Who can we trust to make plays in these situations? That has been solved and figured out for the Chiefs. This defense, the mindset, the physicality that I've been talking about for weeks, the last month and a half, is different than what we've ever seen with them. Sharkhandrick Ward, or excuse me, no, that's right. Sharkhandrick Ward. No, it's not. Charverius Ward. God dang it. Sharverius Ward has been playing well all year except last game, covering one of the best receivers in the league and nearly one of the fastest in Will Fuller. Not so well last week. I think he has a big game Brashad Breeland the corner the Chiefs picked up this offseason Has been playing very physical whether it's covering a guy down the field Batting you know going up for the ball or just coming in to make a hit on the play to end it He is there that physicality is on this team Like I said with the honey badger the mindset that he's brought along with Frank Clark is the difference with Steve Spagnola. This team is so different this off is so much more developed now than what they were at the beginning of the year. Demarcus Robinson didn't have a good game last week. Couple drops. I definitely expect him to make some plays this week. We saw him earlier in the year come down with some massive touchdowns in that Raiders game. One-handed catch. The Chiefs are having a yellow end zone. The last time we saw a yellow end zone in the game with Demarcus Robinson, aside from last week, he played great. I see it happening. Travis Kelsey, he's unstoppable. Do the Titans have a linebacker that can cover Travis Kelsey Damian Williams back in this offense and healthy? Can they stop the screen game? Can they stop him catching the ball out of the backfield? Can they stop his physical runs this Chiefs offensive line? Hey They're big, okay, and they're strong and they're smart and they're experienced. They've been playing together all year Eric Fisher is back him being on this team is a huge difference for them moving forward wide receiver wise Tyreek Hill He is healthy When they played early in the year, it was one of his first games back, right? Didn't look so hot. McCole Hardman, he has developed. Patrick Mahomes has more trust in him. You remember the last time they played, Patrick Mahomes, it was his first game back from the dislocated knee. Dude does a jump pass across the middle. It's going up into the pocket, jumps up, passes to McCole Hardman takes off, scores a touchdown. And then after that, the Titans just kept running the ball. This Titans offense, it does have to worry you because they have literally not kicked a field goal since week 15. As a Titans fan, that has to scare you as well. Because if it comes time to do a field goal kick and you're in the AFC Championship game and your kicker has not kicked since week fifteen and was signed off like from sitting on his couch or however long, whatever that situation is, you have to worry about that in that moment in Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game, three games on the road, this team has to be mentally exhausted. Mike DeVito went on local radio here in Kansas City, and he talked about with his tenure with the New York Jets. They played on the road and they went to back to back AFC championship uh, games in the early 2010s here. Okay. He said by the time they got to the AFC championship game, they'd already played two physical games on the road. Those games are so much more physical, and your body is so much more beat up after a long season than these games. And then you got to travel again to face a team in the AFC on the road with the game that you know takes you to the Super Bowl or not. The difference with this team is their head coach. Mike Vrabel sends a message to the entire organization that atmosphere, a dude who's willing to chop his own dick off at an opportunity to go to a Super Bowl, like it's there. That mindset and that atmosphere is there for the Tennessee Titans. So as a Chiefs fan, you have to be aware of that. But as I mentioned when I started this rant here, that gut feeling and just that understanding of what this team is, the the things that they've dealt with this season the adversity that they've had to overcome the injuries that they dealt with so from the first game With Tyreek Hill and Eric Fisher about midseason with Patrick Mahomes And then you come in about towards the end Sammy Watkins is getting injured Juan Thornhill sets out Kendall Fuller was missing some key games Anthony Hitchens missed some key games now Chris Jones is out The Chiefs have overcome every adversity and obstacle that has been set in front of them They have done that they have overcome that Chris Jones missed last game. Just mentioned it with trees. Fully expect him to play this week. Him playing is huge. You mentioned Anthony Hitchens being in on run games. Another guy that I think is going to be huge in stopping Derrick Henry is Reggie Ragland, number 59, the linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs. When Brett Veach came in as general manager that summer, one of his first moves was trading the Buffalo Bills for Reggie Ragland, the guy who tore his ACL his rookie year, comes in here playing with the Chiefs, does great. The next year, they bring in Anthony Hitchens. He doesn't do so well having to read and then react in Bob Sutton's defense. This year, he's looked great. Reggie Raglan. I'm happy he's on the Chiefs. He's been phenomenal in them stopping the run game. You don't have to rely on him in the passing game. But if you just have him to just pop Derek Henry in the hole and let everyone else swarm like a honey badger or everyone else who knows we got to get this guy down and it puts them on second or third and longs, can you trust Ryan Tannehill to sit in the pocket with – Frank Clark ears pinned coming at you a blitz from Armani Watts or the honey badger or Daniel Sorensen That's another guy who's been making a lot of plays for the Chiefs Things are just so different this year and times are so different for the Kansas City Chiefs in this entire decade and what we've been waiting for since 2013 that moment is now and we need to make it happen And I think that's exactly what they do Sunday afternoon and the Chiefs will be playing the Packers in the Super Bowl in my book
1: I love it. I love how excited you are, dude. I love it so much. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, next time you hear us, we'll, we'll either have the most happy Austin I've ever seen, or maybe the most sad, but, um, I'm pulling for him just for you. So, uh, go chiefs. And, uh, like I always say, um, fuck the Titans, right? So. Hey, there
0: you go. Fuck the Titans. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate the time. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, follow us on Twitter uh, at, at talking underscore football or at Justin Treese. And Austin, yours is at, uh, I can't remember yours. It's, Austin, but it's Champ three, three. Austin Champ 3-3. Austin Champ 3-3. There we go. Uh, you always have to make it complicated. You can't just have your name. I or know.
0: I know. Trust me.
1: something you regret all the time but um, (laughs) again thank you everybody and tonight we've been talking football